monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast. I am the creature Joey G. And joining me, as always, is the cutest podcaster in town, the bride. Nicole G. Yeah, hi. Hello. How are you, love? I'm good. I've seen you all night. Right, but the people, we have to, we're doing a show. We do this thing called a show <laughs> where we, uh, have you ever watched a show or heard a show? Like, you still greet the, uh, never mind. This is. I'm good. How are you? Oh, well, I was good. I'm going to drink more Slurpee. You just run the show. Joey's Slurpee is green and mine is. Yellow and cherry. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, so yes, welcome back to the show. We are going to watch or talk about a movie that we did watch. Don't. What are you laughing at? Myself. It's party time. Let's do this. We're gonna party now. Um, okay. So it was my pick this week, which is always a good thing. Why are you laughing now? My picks are good too. Yes. I think I no, just, you actually have picked good ones for the most part. I think I Although just, the lowest score I've given a movie was one of your picks. Yeah, one of mine was yours too. Yeah, but that's not surprising. Well, which one did you give the lowest? <laughs> the I give a six. Oh. You also gave it a six. Actually, I also gave Society a six, and I picked that one. <laughs> but anyway, this week I had the pick, and I picked Mario Bava's classic 1963 Italian horror anthology, Black Sabbath. Or I tre volti della puara, which is Italian. Wrong. No, oh, no, I didn't. Eat, I don't know. Speak Italian, but it's it's Italian for the three faces of fear. And I guess for whoever did the American distribution decided that the three faces of fear wasn't a good enough title, so they called it Black Sabbath, even though it really has nothing to do with the Sabbath or anything black or. No, it really doesn't. You know, it's a cool title. Yeah. But yeah, it's a uh, a horror anthology, and let's have a listen to the trailer, assuming I can find it on the YouTube's. Do you believe in ghosts? This is the night when fear and horror walk hand in hand. This is Black Sabbath. Starring the incomparable Boris Karloff, the personable Mark Damon, and lush and lovely women even though one is from the netherworld, a vampire, a Vordalac. Black Sabbath, as ancient as superstition, as modern as the telephone. Unless you look with that towel around you, you always did have a beautiful body. Beautiful. A body to drive someone crazy. Who are you? Black Sabbath, the bare truth about the unbelievable, such as the brilliant beauty of a priceless jewel that holds within the body of a buzzing fly, a vengeful woman's murderous spirit. <coughs> Only on the seventh night of the seventh full moon can the living see the lifeless undead. I am hungry. Is he man? 
an adventure into black magic that goes beyond the boundaries of the supernatural. And a man's devoted love is welcomed by a woman's deadly lust for his blood. that trailer would have probably assuming i found this correctly because through the magic of editing i haven't found it yet assuming i found the right trailer i played the trailer for the dubbed into english version but we watched the subtitle version because we are cultured swine or un, we are not un, we have culture joey makes me read i do <clears throat> i do make you read movies i i just i hate watching dubs if i can avoid I hate, it i hate watching dubs too it's very distracting yeah if i can avoid it i will you know like at first when i start reading a subtitle movie i'm like oh a little bit like i don't want to do it but after the first two minutes i don't you even don't notice, notice yeah. that i'm reading it anymore that's the argument whenever i hear people say oh i get distracted from reading the subtitles i'm like yeah you haven't even watched one because that's bullshit you don't notice it after two minutes i get way more distracted when the lips don't match what it's saying yeah i always want to say really did you get distracted in star wars and you had to read the subtitles for what jabba the hut was saying fuck you which is why i don't have very many friends very angry i am i have a lot of rage <laughs> i must be why i like horror movies so much because they channel my negative emotions my negativity. It's like how I like punk rock and metal. You can't say punk rock and metal like that. You can't be like punk rock and fucking metal. Punk rock and fucking metal. You actually sound like you're five. Metal. I, I have a feeling that when we have a child, it's going to be like, hello, mother and dad. <laughs> like It's going to sound like a grown ass adult. And you're going to be like, hello, baby. Black <laughs> <laughs> Sabbath is my favorite metal band. And it's from this movie. <laughs> well, they did take their name from. Well, at least I think they did. I mean, they must have. Yeah, actually, it says on Wikipedia that the heavy metal band Black Sabbath appropriated their name from the British title of the film. Oh, it was the British who called it Black Sabbath. Well, not, <laughs> it wasn't the Americans. The Americans. Americans. Because they're, Mary Obama films, like, I've watched quite a few of them of late. Yeah. And uh, they, more so than a lot of films I've seen, seem to get their titles changed a hundred times. Like, several of his movies have, like, four different titles depending on where they were released. That's funny. It can get very confusing. Because it must I'm have like, been like the marketing of that time, trying to market it through the title. Yeah, of... exactly. They were just trying to make it appeal to a... So they would name him... For example, I just watched one that I actually really enjoyed. And it's like this... It takes place in like the 18th century. It's a very gothic horror film. And it's called... Well, and it takes place in like the Carpathian Mountains. And it's similar to the time frame of like a Dracula. What's it and called? And it was really good. But the name of the movie is Kill Baby Kill. And I was like, that is the, the worst fucking title I've ever heard. I watched part of that movie with yeah, you. Yeah, and it was good. And it did, that title did not seem to suit the tone not of the movie. Not at all. It, that's the kind of title you'd expect from like a drive-in movie like with bikini girls. Yeah. slasher And you can see movie. that they clearly named it that to try and appeal to drive-in B audiences. To like a wider audience. A wider audience? Wider. Yeah, no, just to try and get the kids in, the teens, to come watch their slash. But it's like, this movie is so, not that. should we do a synopsis of the three shorts we saw in Black Sabbath? Oh, so you want me to talk about the movie we actually watched? Well, isn't that what the <laughs> podcast is about? Okay, so the Black Sabbath starts off with a little uh, wraparound uh, with starring the great immortal Boris Karloff who kind of welcomes you to the film in a very I cheesy, that. I loved it, a very, like, DC horror comics from the 50s, Tales from the Crypt kind of a thing, where he's, the, like, the horror host who invites you to the movie. 
And I, I really enjoyed that. And it was just really cool to see him. He's, he's awesome. So explain the first one, and then we'll talk about it. Then the second, and then we'll talk about it. That's a fantastic idea. the third, and then we'll talk about it. Are you sure you don't want it. me to explain the first one, and then talk about the second one, then explain the third, and talk about the first, then go get a pizza, then talk about the second? Maybe we should start with our ratings. Or we could play Would You Rather right now. <laughs> okay, the first uh, short of the film is... Film? Enti- why yeah, did you film. say it like that? Why didn't you... Why did you hear it like that? The film was called The Telephone. Okay? Now, so it has to do with this chick named Rosie, who according to uh, Wikipedia was a call girl, like a high-priced Parisian call girl. I didn't get that she was a hooker. No. But I just thought she was like a high-class broad. Uh, but she's, this is sort of like your standard horror trope that would become used over and over and over again later on. But as far as I, I this may not be the first appearance of this type of story. I'm sure it's happened before, but it's the earliest filmed version that I know of it, of the, the, the heroine being called on the phone by a scary voice who claims to know her, who says he's going to kill her and he can see her and knows what she's doing. And, uh, she calls her friend whom they, they make allusions to the fact that they were lovers at one point, the two girls. Yes. Yeah. I got that. Uh, but it was the 60s, so they don't make it very blatant. Um, but uh, anyway, so she calls this woman over to try and keep her company because she's afraid that this person, Frank, we don't really know who Frank is. We presume that Frank is a former lover of hers as well. Uh, but we also learn that uh, the, the girlfriend, or this, this other woman, isn't necessarily what she seems. But then there's like there's two twists in this movie, which I actually thought was kind of neat. There were two twists. There was two twist endings, yeah. Yeah. Like the first twist, I actually thought was really cool, and then the second twist, I, I actually also thought was really fun. Overall, this was the weakest short, though. I thought that both twists were believable. Sure, it was good. Well, because the second one was so like com- convenient, but it was still fun. But he had actually escaped from jail, and of course, he we learned yeah. that he was in prison because of her. Yeah. So, it was just, but this one of all three of them felt the most like a 1950s horror comic book. It definitely felt like a Tales from the Crypt yeah. story. Um, it was my least favorite of the bunch, and it kind of took a little while to get started, like like so much on the phone, and it just kind of dragged at first. It got exciting it near the long, end. Yeah. yeah. It was a for, little long. For the story they were telling, it was a little long. I think I had an advantage over you in this, because since I'd seen a bunch of Mario Bava films before this and had watched a bunch since then... I uh, I was kind of prepared for what might be considered kind of hammy acting a little bit from her. Because her acting was a little hammy. And the kind of melodrama and the pacing, I was kind of ready for that. I knew what to expect. I kind of was too. I just am not a particularly big fan of that. No, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I agree with you. This is the weakest one. I like the story. Like, it's a really fun thing, but they don't do a heck of a lot with it. The one kill scene we get is pretty cool. Well, we get two, but the only one of them is cool. One of them is just kind of happens, but... But, so what do you give this one out of ten? This short? Four out of ten. Four out of ten? Okay, I give this one a six. Yeah. I liked it, but not that much. It was just kind of by the numbers. Yeah. So then we moved on to the second short in the film, which was called The Wordalac. Uh, the what? The Wordalac. 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 And this one actually starred Boris Karloff, which I thought was pretty great. I liked the makeup in this one. Yeah, this one is uh, kind of like a bit of a spin on... It's basically the vampire mythology, but... There's a bit of a spin on it. There's a creature called the Wordalac who's been terrorizing this village. Uh, this young nobleman's on a long trip and ends up finding this beheaded corpse with a knife plunge into its heart. And he takes the blade to this uh, farmhouse where he discovers um, that the knife actually came from this house and it belongs to the inhabitant's father who had gone missing five days previous when he went to hunt this creature called the Wordalac. 
And uh, anyway, throughout the story, we learned about the Wardalak and its history. And anyway, the father comes back to the cottage, but perhaps he's not what he seems. So when the Wardalak, if it attacks you and you get wounded by it, it it makes you crave the blood of your own family. So not yeah. everybody, just it's, your own kin. Yeah. It turns you into another Wardalak and you crave the blood of your own, of those you loved in life. So it's a very specific vampire. It's it's still just the vampire archetype. I like the spin on it. I thought it was no, no, interesting. I, I loved it, but I'm just saying that it's it's definitely a vampire story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing For I sure. mostly liked about it was the the look of it. Like, the scenery in this movie and the way it's shot, it just looks so cool. Very gothic and sort of the same look as that Kill Baby Kill that I was talking about. I liked it, too. I liked it a lot. And I liked when, as he became more of the word lock, his mm-hmm. makeup changed, like, his face changed to simple yeah, makeup, but it looked the good. Yeah. It looked really good. I thought it looked great. And yeah. when he takes the little boy, the little mm-hmm. boy's really freaky, too. It's very atmospheric, and there are some really unsettling, creepy scenes. Yeah. Uh, especially when you're talking about when the boy, when the little boy comes back. When the little yeah. boy has become a wordalack and he's trying to lure the mother out of the house. Yeah. That was one of the best parts of the movie, I thought. Uh, this was my favorite one of the three. I didn't like the love story between the the guy that well stumbled it was very across forced and, and accelerated, but yeah. But at the same time, it kind of fits for that era. Like it doesn't ring true as an actual romance. Like you don't buy for a second that he actually loves her; he just wants to fuck her. But but as far as like a, a story that would be from that century, that time period, like in keeping with things like Dracula, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it was just a bit too cheesy for me. Too yeah, much. no, it's definitely cheesy. Yeah, but I think it's intentionally so. Like it's it's definitely that big gothic romance that I like. Yeah. Yeah, this was my favorite one by far. What do you give this one out of ten? I give this one a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. I actually gave this one a ten. Yeah. This one I really I really like the word a lot. Yeah. Cool. It was great. And then the last one was called the Drop of Water. Which is sort of a little bit of a riff on the Telltale Heart, the Edgar Allan Poe story, but basically a uh, a night nurse mm-hmm. is called to a house to prepare the corpse of this old woman, whom she steals a fancy ring off the finger of. And while she's there stealing the the ring, she hears dripping water. She sees flies land on where the ring was, right. where she took it. What else? Well, there's some other visual motifs, stuff like that. You don't want to tell every there's single the, visual. But. No, I know, but in the, the house is full of cats. Right. And anyway, upon returning home, uh, she begins to hear the dripping sound. The flies the follow cats. her. And uh, there's some really great scare visuals in this one involving like a walking corpse kind of a situation, which was really well done. Yeah. The makeup on the corpse was really cool. This one was my favorite was because it? because you know how much I love Edgar Allan Poe and it was a I spin do. on that. And I'm just a, such a big fan of classic ghost haunting stories. Yeah, and this one, a really basic setup. You know, she steals the ring from the, the corpse. There's like a throwaway line about how she'd been involved, how she'd been like doing stuff with seances and stuff, remember? Oh, and, how the woman who died? Yeah, the woman who died had, had been doing yeah. seances and stuff. Which didn't need to be there, but it was it was there. So they said, they said some... that's why she died. That's why she died? Yeah. Oh, I guess I didn't remember that part. So it's kind of important. She had so much spirit and something went wrong and she died. Really? That's why her face was so terrified. I thought that was just what her face looked like. No, that's... Oh. You obviously weren't paying attention. <laughs> well, I was paying attention. <laughs> not anyway. like me. Well, I guess not, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. It says she died of fright. That's why her face is all scary. Yeah. 
And anyway, so yeah, we've seen this story before as well, but again, it's probably one of the first times I've seen it. And it was really good. I thought this one was great. What did you give this one out of 10? I give it a 9 out of 10. No, no, I gave this one an 8. And I, I also loved when she goes to the old lady's house who died, how the how purposeful the scene was, like the set, like that big empty mansion house just mm. full of cats, yeah. full of debris, and then her quaint little hobbit hole that she, that she lived in. It just you kept calling nice. it a hobbit hole. It, it looked funny. like it, it did circle, kind of look like a hobbit it has hole. Has circle window like yeah. the hobbit hole. We uh, that's one thing I really really appreciate about Mario Bava films is the way they all look, like the set dressing and everything. Yeah, they just look really cool. It's very purposeful. My favorite things about this movie and about the other Bava films that I've seen is the way Mario Bava actually moves the camera. Everything there's very few like quick jump cuts. Everything's very slow, slow. Like, very deliberate. The camera moves very slow, so you see everything that's happening in the room. You can well, take in the why, whole set. That's why I thought, for, especially for the ghost one, it was a lot scarier to me than even a lot of newer ghost. Yeah, there was movies. no jump scares. Yeah, there's a lot of jump scares. The new horror, more. Uh, in modern. modern horror films, and quick cuts of something flashing by the camera, or something runs by the door. This didn't, that didn't happen mm-hmm. in this at yeah. all. I mean, and some people will argue that that's one of the reasons why these look cheesy because you can see how fake the effects are. But I was people. impressed. I could tell. <laughs> I could tell it was fake. A fake. Of course. Corpse. Because corpses can't but, come to life. But it still looked scary. It <laughs> no, still looked really. I liked freaky. the way it looked. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really, really well done. And it's one of the better examples of a, a horror anthology that I've ever seen. Would you like to hear some differences between the Italian and American versions? Sure. Um, there's some different... The, the, the big one is that the uh, the order of the movies is different. In the American version, the drop of water comes first, then the telephone, and it ends with the word alack. Which I mm. almost think might be smarter because the you put the, the weakest one in the middle. And the word alack is the strongest one for me, so you put it at the end. You start... See? I liked how it, we watched it because it started yeah. weak, better, and then the best for mm-hmm. me. So it ended on Fair the enough. best known yeah. for me. Yeah, that's the major difference. And, of course, the dubbing and all that kind of crap. But yeah. No, I don't have a lot of other interesting tidbits about this movie. No, yeah, I really I thought I'd be able to it. find more, but it's extremely difficult to find books about Mario Bava. Well, it's, it's kind of cool because this isn't a movie I would normally pick or for myself to watch but I think it's cool and I'm glad that you kind of forced me to watch some of these older movies that I wouldn't pick on my own but I still find interesting so if you had to give the entire movie oh and at the end of the movie there's also like an outro from Boris Karloff as well which was fun he's on the horse he's on the fake horse I like that Uh, so what would you say uh, if you had to give the whole movie out of 10 7 out of 10 yeah Yeah. so I think like that if not for the week, yeah, if not really, for the telephone, it would be higher. I give it an eight because of how strong. Like I gave it a six, an eight, and a ten, so it seems reasonable to go with the average, which is eight. So yeah. I'll give it an eight out of ten. Cool, we're pretty similar again. Yeah, how boring. <laughs> you gave it a seven. Yeah. Hmm. We need more controversy, Joey. Well, we had controversy. Remember when we did society? Maybe we'll have some controversy next week. I doubt it. But before we get into what next week's movie pick will be, it's time to play Would You Rather. Nicole, it's your turn to ask me what I would rather do. All right. Here's my Would You Rather. I know you don't believe in ghosts or hauntings, but for this scenario, you you have to. Okay. Okay. Would you rather be haunted? Okay, both of these are evil. 
spirits, would you rather be haunted by... Like, I'm haunted? Like, I have a haunted bunghole? Or, like, there's a haunting where I am? Like, I'm in a house that's haunted with this? or You are being haunted. What does that mean? Like, how in the end of um, The Drop of Water, she's being haunted by the woman because she took something. Yes. So, which ghost would I rather have all up in my grill? Yeah. Which Would you rather have an old, old lady ghost or a young child ghost. Both of them are equally terrifying. Both of them are doing horrible things to, to can torment you. Can they actually you. harm me? Because most ghosts can't actually hurt you. Yes, they can harm These you. These ones can hurt me? Are they limited by their physical forms? So, like, do they move as they would if they were still alive? Um, slightly different. Like, they can go through things. And they can right. they can manipulate lamps. And... Fine, but, like, I'm saying the young child ghost presumably is more spry than the old lady ghost. Because I, I can get away from an old lady ghost. So what, young what, child, what, young children tend to have a lot more wind, and old people need you know they get need to sit down. They have to sit in a nice, comfy recliner. I'll so take the old one. You take the old one. Yeah, I, I mean I can't outrun a little kid. I have bad knees, but I can outrun a senior citizen. Little kids are pretty fast. I know, right? And they can run, and and they don't get tired. But old people, she'd fall asleep, <laughs> and I could get away. Also, I... we'd have so much more in common. Me and the old person. Because <laughs> you're old. My knees hurt. Do you want to know what I think? Okay. Do you actually? Yes, I, I do. It doesn't matter if I do or not. Tell the people at home. <laughs> I also picked the old lady, but for different reasons. Because I think that they're after you for some reason, and you want to get to the reason to solve the problem so that they stop. I think it, you are more likely to be able to reason and talk to an old person than a young, unreasonable child who's just after you they're more emotional. I understand your reasoning, but I have a problem with it. Have you ever seen a ghost movie? Never in the history of ghost movies has the person been able to figure out what the ghost wanted and have the ghost leave them alone. They always think they figured it out, and the ghost fucks them anyway. Yeah, see, I don't agree with the fucking them anyway. I think they solve it, and it's fine. That's what should happen, but it never does. Remember the ring? Yeah, but and I was like, oh, what a good resolution. And then it came out of a fucking TV, and I was annoyed. In real life, it would work. Oh, you mean in real life where there's ghosts? Yeah. Okay, I have a problem with your logic there as well. But all right, uh, fair enough. We both agreed, but for my reason was less stupid. Excuse me. I said less stupid. Okay, it's time to play a little game. Uh, a much better game than would you <laughs> I fucking quit. No, sweetie. No one else will watch movies with me. It's time to play a little game that I like to call... If you won't play nice with my game, I'm not going to play nice with your game. Okay, you don't play nice in this game anyway. You just complain that it's too hard. It is too hard. You got two right. So I mean, you're two for six so far. That's not too bad, right? Don't go. All right, so the following is based on a true story. I'm going to give you four movies, Nicole. Four horror films. And you have to use your skill and judgment to determine which is the fake. You just threw a pen at me. Why? Why? This is a nice pen, man. <laughs> I'm going to keep that. Uh, so, yes... One of these films comes from my imagination. The other three are real. You must use your skill and judgment to determine which is the phony. Are you ready to play? The following is a true story. Yes. All right. Movie number one or film number one. Film number one. Stop saying film like that. Film number one. Groundhog Day of the Dead. A man awakens every day only to be brutally murdered in a different way. No matter how many times he is slaughtered, he awakens the next day to be killed again. Film number two. Butt crack. 
pause for laughter. The gun-toting, Bible-thumping preacher man Bob must right the universal karma accidentally set wrong when Brian inadvertently kills his obnoxious butt-cleavaged roommate, Wade. Because his butt's always showing. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. The food of the gods. Morgan, that's fill in number three. Food of the gods. Morgan and his friends are on a hunting trip on a remote Canadian island when they are attacked by a swarm of giant wasps. Wasps. Fellow number four, Night of the Lepus. Giant mutant rabbits terrorize the Southwest. Okay, I believe that one's real. So you believe that Philom number four, Night of the Lepus, is real. Fellow number one, Groundhog Day of the Dead. Fellow number two, Butt Crack. Fellow number three, The Food of the Gods. What's Food of the Gods? Morgan and his friends are on a hunting trip on a remote Canadian island when they are attacked by a swarm of giant wasps. White Anglo-Saxon, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Okay. No, they actually get attacked by fucking bugs. Wasps. Okay, I can't believe that's real, too. You can, you can believe that Food of the Gods is real. But remember, we had another hunting movie earlier that was real. Maybe I'm trying to throw you off. Remember Gut Pile? Yes. Butt Crack sounds fake, but it's probably real because it's still stupid. Unless you try to really trick me and mess me up. I'm, I mean, you have to use your skill and judgment. You should know me better than anyone. What's the first one again? Groundhog Day of the Dead. That sounds like the something you'd make up. man who awakens each day to be killed in a different way. It's, it's like a, a horror cliche spin on Groundhog Yeah, that, that sounds like something you'd make up. You think I would make up Groundhog Day of the Dead? Again, that's a really good idea. You think I'm smart enough to come up with that? The last time... I know how much you like Groundhog Day. I do like that movie, but that's possibly why I found this one. Um, Maybe I. I mean, I don't. You don't think Night of the Living Night of the Lepus is like giant evil rabbits? See, I believe that's it's cute. Yeah. Food of the gods, giant killer wasps. Actually, it doesn't say that they're giant. It just says giant. Oh, it does say. Okay, yeah, I think that you're really just trying to throw me for a loop here, and I think butt crack is the fake. So you are saying is that your final answer? Butt crack is the fake. Final answer. Nicole, the food of the gods. Is a real movie. Giant Wasps. A real movie. Yeah. Night of the Lepus. Is a real movie. I knew it. Groundhog Day of the Dead. Is a fake movie. Uh, Which means that Butt Crack is a real movie. I came up with Groundhog Day of the Dead. Isn't that an awesome idea for a movie? I'm so mad. Wouldn't you love to watch Groundhog Day of the Dead though? I was so amazed that it didn't exist. No, I don't like. That's copyrighted by Joey Grzegni. I don't like Groundhog Day. But wouldn't you like to see a movie where a guy is trapped like in a limbo-ish hell of being killed in a different manner every no. day? And you could have so many cool kill scenes. No. Are you just mad because you lost? Yes. <laughs> you and you went, You should have gone with your first instinct. The Groundhog Day of the Dead was the fake. That was the first one you thought was fake. Yeah, but Buttcrack sounded the most fake, so I thought you were really trying to throw me for a loop Buttcrack, I was surprised when I found out that Buttcrack was a real movie. I bought a gun-toting, Bible-thumping preacher man who must Bible set right universal karma. man. When he accidentally killed his obnoxious butt-cleavaged roommate named Wade. So there you have it, Nicole. You have fallen victim once again. I beat you. This game's stupid. Uh, I beat you differ. So you are now two for seven. Oh, it's got to hurt. <laughs> you should see how she's looking at me right now. I'm glaring at you very hard. Well, rather than glare at me, why don't you introduce next week's movie? Next week's movie I'm very excited for... Joey's been getting me out of my comfort zone watching different movies, so I choose the original Frankenstein from... It's not the original. 
The original was a short film from like 1913. Well, then you introduce it. The Universal Pictures 1931 horror classic, James Whale's Frankenstein. Black and white. Yeah, and I, this is the one with the classic Boris Karloff makeup and the, the monster. This is the Frankenstein that makes everybody think that the monster's name is Frankenstein. But it's, it's the not. one that's, it's alive. Yeah. 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 There's actually a movie called It's Alive, and it's about a demon baby. Anyway, I'm excited to watch it with you. I'm thrilled that you're going to watch this, and I'm so thrilled that it was your pick. Like I, I think that's fantastic. And this is interesting as well. Uh, I'll just tell you this, even though it's I should tell you next week. But this movie cost two hundred sixty-two thousand dollars to make in 1931. Can you slow down? I missed all it, your numbers. This movie cost two hundred sixty-two thousand dollars to make in 1931. Two hundred and twelve million dollars in 1931, though. That's huge. That is huge. I don't know what the change is, but it's so, big. The good thing about this podcast is that you're making me more open to new things. What about you? Am I making you better? Uh, Better person? You make me better every day. If it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't have watched Sinister. Um, Everything else, and maybe the eye. I was really surprised you picked the eye. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, totally. I wouldn't have watched Sinister unless you showed it to me, and I liked it. So, yeah. I also have the one for the week after picked, but we will find out about that next week on The Bride of the Creature. So until that time, y'all know I had to do the outro. Until that time, I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole G. Y'all stay scary now. Kissy, kissy. How could this woman ever decide To wed this man